You are listening to Kira here on Unscripted of a Friday, um, which means it's slightly chaotic because we're not entirely certain all the time what we're going to be talking about next. But everything we do talk about is all coming from you guys. It is listener generated today only on Lunchtime Live. We um, we don't we don't cover the news unless you want to talk about the news. We don't cover politics. We don't cover Brexit. We cover what people's lives entail and what they themselves want to talk about. If you want to join in the conversation here and it is always a mad one of a Friday you can call Kira 1890-453-106. I want to talk to you live on air. Don't be sending me a little text saying this is a great thing to talk about but I won't be talking about it. Come on and chat to me. I'm very, I'm very approachable. Uh, I would be delighted to chat to you. 53106 is the text line. It's cost 30 cents. You can tweet us at Lunchtime Live NT or at Kira Kelly Doc or you can email us at Lunchtime Live at Newstalk.com. Now, one of our listeners, Claire, is on the line. And Claire, you wanted to talk about why people shouldn't judge other parents, even though we all know that they do. Tell me why you want to talk about it and tell me what you have to say about all of this. <laughs> OK, well, I, I, when I was expecting my first baby, I was sitting in the garden with my father and we were discussing my nephew. And I said something about my nephew to my father and my father turned to me and he said, never judge anyone else's parenting because you could probably bring up their children better than they can. But remember, they can bring up your children better than you can. And I never forgot it. But I was just thinking about it during the week. From the minute you give birth, you're judged. The minute Mm. you give birth, whether you breastfeed or not, if you breastfeed, you're great for some people. If you don't, you're wrong. Whether the baby has a soother, whether it sleeps through the night, then it gets into the competitive judging. What age is your walking? What age is your... Oh God, yeah. Jesus, I remember. And then what their teeth were like, then what age do you send them to school? Then you face into the teenage years where... You're judged if you let them go to the disco, if you don't let them go to the disco, if they drink, if they don't drink. And then you've the leaving and junior surf. I don't know a mother who isn't doing their best. Every single yeah. mother I know. like you're judged And fathers, you in, in fairness, I, I, I think, it, it, you know, all of us are trying to do our best, aren't we? Yeah, but I think that judging makes people feel better. So if my child drinks a bottle of vodka and ends up in, in A&E or ED... Um, then it's great for all the other parents because their child didn't drink the bottle of vodka. But you can't judge because you know what? You're going to get a call about every single one of them. That's going to be really scary. Also, you just might not know your child drank the bottle of vodka because for all you know, they were in a sleepover and the parents covered it up and said, no, we won't be telling your mum and dad about that. You'll get in trouble. Look, don't do it again. You're a very silly child. You know what I mean? We don't always know that our little Johnny and little Mary are so virtuous. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, the amount of times you'll hear parents saying, well, thank God, now my never do drugs. I mean, you have to be realistic. Yeah, I know. You know? Um, you ha- but I just think judging other parents, my son, when he got his leaving search results, he did property economics in DIT and it was in the middle of the property crash. And another parent actually laughed into my face and said, why would he do that when you know the whole business has fallen? Do you know something? I'm, I'm not a violent woman. I swear to God, in a rural village, I thought I was going to slap her. I just think that as every, as they say, every mother is only as happy as her least happy child. So lay off on the judging. It really is 
I do so, remember, yeah. Claire, when I, my eldest, it was my first, and I think I was much more vulnerable to this kind of thing when I only had one and when my kids were, were mm. small because I was a newish mum. Like now, to be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm almost bulletproof. You know, I, I, <laughs> as in I kind of, I don't care what other people, you know what I mean? I don't care what they, what people say or think. But I do remember being at kind of a mother, it wasn't a mother and toddler's group, it was a coffee morning in somebody's house and there was a load, and I knew these people quite well. And I was kind of a bit at sea in myself and in the parenting thing and, and my eldest was a bit of a handful when he was small and I remember saying something like does anyone else have this kind of experience where they go bananas at night time they've been kind of okay all day and then you're trying to put them to bed and they're like mm. and I was kind of looking for help and reassurance and a room full of women turned around looked at me and went no no god mine never do that no no and they kind of looked at me and I actually kind of withered inside and felt very small and I stopped meeting those people for a while because I thought to myself I, I can't I can't be doing with this why can't we and I don't know that they were telling the truth either which is even worse do you know what I, I mean I don't think they were I think one of the things about um, parenting is a lot of parents lie. And you know what? I don't blame them. I really don't. Because as you say, you show your vulnerability and then you're criticised. I know, I know. It's where sisters come in, I think. Sisters will always tell you the truth. And if you're lucky enough to have a sister who had a baby older than you, that's the one. My, my sister hadn't, her children are younger than my eldest children, if you know what I mean. So I didn't, I didn't have that. And I, I look, I, I think you're not wrong. And, and looking at this, people are saying, people are texting about what you're saying. Someone says, oh, this is so, and it's a big long, so true. I have only one, she's 18 months. And all the other mums who have had a couple have given me so much plenty of unsolicited advice since day one and some of that's probably welcome but some of it perhaps not someone else says people are forever passing judgement when I was expecting and shared my name ideas people just kept dissing them that I don't understand at all so me uh, it, it is like you say oh I, I really like the name it doesn't matter what the name is Janet and someone goes oh no that's disgusting and you're like that's going yeah. to be the name of my child why would you oh. say that it's or do you want a boy or a girl <laughs> Really, I want <laughs> neither. Actually, neither. I, I'd like something else. I'd like something different. What? Like, what do people? It's crazy. Someone says, "What about people judging you for not having children?" That's true oh, too. That is true too. Awful. I've heard people refer to people. I've heard people who refer to people who have children and to people who don't have children as selfish. And and I'm 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 a gog. I'm a gog at it. No, and you know who I thought was thinking about the most judged parents in the whole world are Kate and Jerry McCann. Oh God. Have you seen the documentary? And, yes. And I can tell you, I never would have left my children without a babysitter. No, I wouldn't have. But I've done other things, Kira. I'm a mother. I have five kids. My eldest is 27. Yeah, of course. I've done other things. I have done oh, other but things. Claire, so has everyone. So has everyone. Don't be... I, I'm refusing to judge you because I don't for a <laughs> moment think that I'm any better than any other parent. Very possibly worse than some, but still kind of doing my best. Yeah, and that's that's my point. I think everybody, every mother is doing the best. And I think, I really think new mothers in particular should be just laid off. You know, especially like if there's a colicky baby who's up all night, they're like, oh, she's not natural with the baby. That's oh, why they're not sleeping. You know, the rubbish people come out with. You know, just get through the first 12 weeks. I used to call it a tunnel. You go into a tunnel. The fourth trimester. I know. I know exactly. People, (laughs) it's shocking. Someone else says, Kira, I'm a working woman, to be honest. I feel massively judged or indeed looked down upon by stay-at-home mums. I'm always the last on the WhatsApp group replies. I never home bake for the cake sales. Jesus, I never do either. And I'm juggling too much. I accept that and I don't judge their choices, but I feel that they judge mine. 
is it? Is it the case, right? And I don't know if it is or not, that maybe these this woman is, is a working mum and all uh, oh, mums work, but you know what I mean? She works outside the home. She thinks that stay-at-home mums are judging her. Maybe they're not. Maybe we just all feel that we're being judged because we somehow feel that it's such a massive task to raise kids that, that other people will judge us for being not not equal to it. But maybe maybe the judgment is in our in our heads more than in other people's heads. Is is that it possible or are people just judgy gits? Uh, well, I think people are judgy gits, but I also think that could be. I mean, look, I, I was a stay-at-home mum. And one thing that is a bit annoying about being a stay-at-home mum is that a lot of working mums sort of pull out of you to do school runs yeah. and they can't do the rugby can you do it and I used to think you know I'd be a lot better off if I was at work I'm not going to spend the time that I'm at home minding my children uh, minding your children because you're yeah. out earning money and I'm not and it, financially it's a sacrifice yeah. and look it's not glamorous being at home raising five kids under seven there's nothing glamorous at all no, about it no there's not and I used to feel jealous of the working mothers at the school coming with their lipstick on and thinking god they look fabulous. They must have a really exciting job. So everyone's just looking at the other side of life, but judging is wrong. Can, can judging I, is really wrong. Can I tell you, because I, I totally agree with you, and, and actually I'm the working mum who's kind of guilty of that, that there's a couple of mums who drop my kids very regularly to things like hockey. And I can't pay them back because it's not like I can say, well, I'll do it next week because next week I still won't do it because I'm, I'm yeah. on air. And, and every now and then I slip them bottles of wine because I don't know what else to do, right? Well, so, that's nice. So that's all I can, I, I, I can't return the favour lift-wise because I'm, I'm never free for this thing, but I do really appreciate them doing it. Um, but one of the things that, that I have have noticed in, in all of this is, is that we all go to the school gates and there are people who were like me, haggard looking at them and like they've been dragged through a bush and barely out of their pyjamas sometimes at the school gates. And then there were women who looked immaculate and, and stunning. And like you said, the, the lipstick was on and the hair was brushed and they looked fantastic. And, and I know that they intimidated some of the other mothers because some of the mothers would say it to me because I wasn't intimidating. So they would say it to me because, you know, I was one of the ones who looked who looked fairly frayed. And they would say, God, those women have, you know, God, I don't know what to think. But I had a really interesting insight and it was because I was lucky enough to be a GP in the same area that I went to school in and that my kids went to school in and all of that. And very often those women that would look immaculate at the school gates would come to me as patients and they would be struggling with anxiety and stress and the devil knows what. And often when you see somebody looking really well turned out and fabulous at a time of the day when maybe the rest of us wouldn't be looking that way. It's because they're putting incredible pressure on themselves Mm. and they are often very unhappy even though they're being admired from afar by other people, it's that kind of almost like Instagram for young people. If if you're mm. if, if you're constantly trying to give your best version of yourself for everyone else's benefit, almost rather than for your own, you're you're often inclined to be a little bit unhappy in yourself because there's a there's a great liber- liberation in looking like a skank half the time. I, I think, <laughs> which is which is well, you know I, why I, I justify yeah. looking that way. Well, look, it's priorities. So some people feel better when they look better so they prioritise their hair and their makeup whereas you're probably like me and would be listening to the radio and having another mug of tea oh, yeah. and checking your emails yeah, yeah. and as a result your hair is in a ponytail and you're in your scruff but I do think if you feel bad inside and you look better and you make a little bit more of an effort with your looks you feel better there's no doubt but no that perfection 
Um, Perfection oh, is 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 a an absolute stick for your own back, is all I'm saying. It it, it, yeah, it totally is. Yeah. Uh, Paddy has said there's a good saying that goes, "It's none of my business what other people think of me," and that's actually quite good too. Forget about what other people think of you. It's 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 like trying to catch smoke. It doesn't actually matter, and and you can never really know anyway. And someone else says, "I am a dad," and I know this is going to sound unfair, but it does seem to be women that judge each other more so than men. I wouldn't comment ever on my pal's parenting, except maybe on the sidelines. And I, I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not true. I don't know, but maybe it I, may, maybe it is true. What is it? Women are we the ones that are tearing down other women? Is that I hate to think that that's what we're doing. I don't like no, that. I, uh, well, actually, there was a recent survey in the state. So 90% of women feel judged, their parenting, and 85% of men. But if a woman feels judged about her parenting, she does go home and share that with her husband, and they do react. So I would say men feel the same way. I would. Maybe I'm wrong there. Do they? That's an interesting question. Men, do you feel the same way? Do you look at, at your, your pal Neil or Kevin, or I don't know what his name is, Donal, Philip, and, and do you say... He's not great with the kids, you know. I don't. I, I don't know. Is it though that the role of mother is seen as so intrinsically important to the to the role of woman that that our parenting is 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 judged? I mean, you, you never see, and I often say this: you never see when you read about really successful women and they're talking about what they did. They just they, they're running Google or they're or they've written mm. best-selling novels or they're doing something incredible. But they're kind of semi-obliged to say, well, my most important job, of course, is being a mother to my lovely mm. children. They, they, it's nearly like you have to say that or otherwise people will think somehow you're, you're, you're a git. You're a bad mother. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And, I, and I often think successful women are asked about how they manage the juggle because there is that subtext that if you are a successful woman, that, that there must be a man or a child somewhere being shortchanged. Is, 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 mm. there, is there something in all of this? What do you think? Well, I think it's really terrible, but I think you're actually right. However, just one thing about that, somebody has to take a phone call from the school or the creche and drop everything if anything happens to a child. So in a marriage, if you're both working and you both have careers, someone does need to take responsibility for for that moment. So it must be so hard for the women who are running, running Google or whatever their jobs are, if they're in a meeting and they get a phone call and they just have to go. And this is the whole thing that everyone's talking about, equality. You know, the, the children will still need to be cared for whoever does it. Yeah. Paul, Paul, Paul Donnelly, who's a Sinn Féin councillor, says, says this on Twitter, and I think he's right. He says, Kira, I work in family support and I would love to see the day when parenting programmes are not just seen as something for families and parents who are struggling, but something we do as a matter of course. We have so much to learn from each other as parents. I'm inclined to think that too. Mm. If, I, if I, and I never will be, was in charge of school curriculums for, for transition year or something, I would have a course in, in, in nutrition and how to cook so everyone would mm. leave school able to cook, but also in parenting because it's a job that almost all all of us do and it's really bloody hard and we don't get any training in it whatsoever apart from looking at our own parents half of whom in my day was kind of benign neglect was the story of the day like <laughs> how, 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 how do we do this? Well I think that's a very important point the development of a baby's brain the development of a child's brain you know how they need to be cared for the amount of stuff that kids are taught in school that they never use again is like have you ever ever used an algorithm or those I hypotenuse, blah de blah. Ever used that since you left school? Uh, not, not, not so much as you'd notice. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you've a great point there. I think 
teaching parenting or the basics of parenting in TY or whatever in the school curriculum is very important. But most importantly, we do need to stop judging and just maybe, maybe help each other with proper advice. Yeah. Um, 53106 is the text line. I'm talking to one of our listeners, Claire, about the fact that parents judge other parents and judge them harshly, despite the fact that most people are incredibly well intended towards their children and love the bones of them and are doing their absolute best. We, we, we kind of sit in judgment on each other. Is it to make ourselves feel better? I don't know. Is it because we may be... I, 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 I can't really fathom it, but loads of people getting involved. Kieran says, judging is part of the human condition. Feeling judged is also part of the human condition. It's none of my business what anyone thinks of me. It's a waste of time. And someone else says, come on, folks. If someone comments on you or your children or how you parent, just say... Ooh, that was bitchy. Why would you say that? And watch them backtrack. And that's from Hugh. That's actually really good what Hugh has just suggested, except mm. for you never think of those things till after no. the person is gone. I'm full of great repasts <laughs> about four hours after somebody has dissed me I and I'm useless at the time. I can never think of it. And you, I always say to my husband, I wish I had said this. I should have said that. Uh, look, we're in her- we are plight by human nature. You're plight. So it's very difficult to take somebody on. But he's dead right. That's exactly what you should say. You know, that was nasty. Why are you making that comment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, I might get you to stay there one second, Claire, but another one of our listeners, Ruth, is on the line. Ruth, what do you think of what we're saying here? Have you felt judged or are you someone who is judgy? Oh, <laughs> hi, Kira. <laughs> How are I'm you? I'm definitely not judgy anyway. Well, I hope I'm not. Yeah. Maybe I am, but I'm actually probably my own worst judge. That's what I was just ah, saying. You're your, and, your own um, harshest critic. Yeah. So, um, you know, you'd be beating yourself up like I have. I'm raising three teenagers of my own and I'm running a business as well. And sometimes I'm just so wrecked at the end of the day. And I haven't, because I work from home as well, you don't have to get dressed up and looking your best and everything. So when they come home from school, I'll run down to the shop, down to Dunn's, and I'll wait in the car and send them in to get something for dinner, you know. And um, sitting there going, oh, God, I'm the worst mother in the world, you know, for doing this kind of thing. And just beating myself up. There's nobody else looking at me but me. Yeah. And um, so, it's, you and know, why, I think we really and, are and, our own worst judges. And why, Ruth, if, how many kids do you have? Well, I have seven altogether, but I have three um, teenagers at home now. So Holy moly, that's a, that's a handful. It's more than a handful, <laughs> actually. Five is probably a handful. Um, so, so seven kids and obviously some of them grown, but... But yeah. like, so you've been doing it a long time, and and yeah, I've been and, doing and, it a long time. and it's a hard owl job, and yet, and yet you're still you're still beating yourself up about not doing it well enough. I bet you, I bet you the ones that are grown have turned out okay. Oh, they have. They've turned out great, and you so know they always tell me now what a great job I've done, and yeah. I have raised. I mean, this is the second batch that I've sort of raised on my own <laughs> because I was married twice, and. So you had, you had, you had to, life, an older life. and a younger family. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I'll never forget, actually, one time I was uh, at a family dinner and um, the, my nephew and or my niece was there and her husband and they were speaking about some kids in the neighbourhood that were sort of vandalising cars around the place. And my sister said, um, and so where, where, where's the, where are the parents in all this? And the two of them together kind of looked at each other and then looked at my sister and said, no father. As All if right. that was the answer to the reason why they were vandalising cars. And I was kind of sitting there going, I'm raising children without a father and my children vandalise yeah. cars. 
But they just kind of threw it out there as if do you know what else? this is the reason, you know, that do you know what else, parents Ruth, maybe can't do a good job. Is it fair to say, because I think that's really interesting, right? That that, that mm. somebody would say that, particularly to you mm. in your position, which is kind yeah, of yeah. a bit close to the bone. But yeah. Oh, very. But, and I, it wasn't until afterwards I kind of thought of what that lovely yeah, man you said see, there you don't think of them to yeah. just... You don't what? think of the, oh, that's bitchy. But can I ask yes, you, no. is it the case, right? Because I hear what they said, oh, no father. But in a way, they're not judging the father. They're judging the mother for not having the father. They're judging the, the mother. They and, are. They're and judging yet, the mother. The father's the yeah, one who's exactly. sloped off and the mother's holding forth. Yeah, exactly. And trying to be two things because, you know, I mean, if you have the support, it's completely different because, you know, sometimes I'll wake up and it's like being hit with a truck because you have the financial responsibility and then you have, the discipline, and then you have the nurturing, and you have to do all of this together. So it's <laughs> just insane. But you know, you have to be hard and soft at the same time, and then you have to kind of look good, and then you have to try and oh, you know. But then at the end of the day, instead of praising yourself, you end up judging yourself and saying you're not doing a good enough job. You know. Yeah. So what can I ask you? Lastly, what would make it a bit easier, Ruth? What what would make it easier to I don't even know what to 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 not be as hard on ourselves or maybe what would make it easier for other people to understand that you can't walk a mile in someone else's shoes you know what what would what could change and maybe make us a bit softer in how we view each other as parents do you think God I don't know that's a really good question I think maybe being a little bit more more open because even though you know we can feel like other parents are judging us Really, they're probably judging themselves as well. And like some uh, someone said, that uh, woman there that was on, she was saying that, you know, they're probably judging themselves and it makes them feel better to judge other parents. So, you know, maybe to just be a little bit more open about the mistakes that we make and, you know, to show our yeah. faults rather than trying to hide and look perfect all the time. Yeah, look, look, thank you for that. I think it's really important you remember something that you said yourself there, Ruth. You have grown children, they've turned out lovely and they told you you did a great job. Maybe you should just accept that because the proof of the pudding is in the eating and, and the ones that you've prepared earlier, as they say, have done all Aww. right. So look, you should be a bit kinder to yourself and I think maybe everyone should. Um, thank you for coming on air. I want to just come back to you lastly, Claire, because something that Ruth said there struck me and I'm wondering, is it the case? Is it because that we actually are all really hard on ourselves as parents that we drag other parents down um, in order to sort of make ourselves feel a tiny bit better at our at our own perceived inadequacies? Is that why, you know, I often think people are bitchy if they feel bad about themselves. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you feel miserable and unhappy, you'll say mean things about other people. Is it because all parents are hard on themselves that they're kind of hard on other parents? Yeah, I think so. I think it makes people feel better that it's not their child that's done something wrong or that they're not the, per- you know, that they're somebody else has done yeah. made a parenting mistake in their view, um, at least they didn't do that. Yeah. You know, I think that's it. And we are probably all very hard. But, like, hard on yourself, Kira. It is the biggest, most important job you'll ever get. Yeah. Is bringing up children. It's such a huge responsibility. It's not easy. No. Oh, God, it's the opposite of easy. It's, 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 it's... It's, <laughs> it's you know, one part delight and one part nightmare. I don't, I don't know what it is, really. I, I just think, I mean, mine are 27 to 20 now, and it just, it makes, it swells my heart looking at my five ha- happy, healthy children, you yeah. know. It, Look, but 
Well, you know what that means? It means worry. you, like Ruth, obviously did something right. Look, thank you for kicking off the conversation <laughs> here, Claire. I really do appreciate it. Thank you for getting in touch with us. Um, what do you think? 53106, are we, are we the harshest critics of ourselves? And is it that harsh inner critic that kind of makes us a bit bitchy about other parents? You know, I do remember... I really don't remember it as a good time particularly, but I do remember all the conversations when mine were small about the butternut squash purees and the ice cream, ice tube trays and all this. And when I sort of said, God, I, I, I'm giving them jars. Jesus, the looks I used to get because I, I anyway, look, anyway, you tell me what you think. I, I don't think this is a, is a, I don't think this is just me or just anyone else. I think this is a ubiquitous kind of a thing. Someone says, Kira, you can feed your kids all the same cereal and God knows they'll all still turn out different. Sometimes it's nature, not nurture. And that's from Tracy. And someone else says a brilliant thing. Comparison is the thief of joy. Absolutely. And someone else says, everyone knows how to raise children except those who have them. And that's from Kay. And maybe last one on this. Someone says, hi, Kira, I'm a stay at home mum of three from 26 to 13. I always felt judged by the working mums with comments like, what do you do all day? Jesus. Ah, listen, isn't that mad though? The working mums feel judged by the stay-at-home mums. The stay-at-home mums feel judged by the working mums. This is this is the maybe last, last, last one on this. Someone says, um, I've learned to accept that people judge everything you do as a parent. I was judged for breastfeeding and now I feel guilty that I'm not a financial contributor to the family. I feel that I have to justify our decision for me to stay at home. It's only short term, it suits us, etc. These are the things I say. I'm working hard to ignore it all. Um, okay, let, 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 let's take a short break, but uh, let me know what you think about that or indeed about anything else. Now, all of this week on Lunchtime Live, Super Value, in conjunction with As I Am, is reaffirming its support of the autism community in 2019. To support World Autism Awareness Month, Super Value will be offering free online delivery for the autism community across the country for the month of April. Along with their autism-friendly shopping evenings, Super Value are leading the change with a number of other initiatives. And you can find out more at newstalk.com forward slash Super Value. So all of this week on the show, we are giving you today a chance to win 400 euros as a shopping voucher and Super Value will also match that with a 400 euro donation to an autism charity or cause of your choice. Uh, so somebody every day will win that and Today is no different. If you get your texts into us, one of you will win that today. Um, and we're making it very easy to enter. Just answer this very simple question. With drizzly spells predicted across the country for the next few days, a trip to the pictures will be the perfect weekend activity. All this week in association with Super Value, we are looking for the name of the horror film based on a Stephen King novel which is going to be released in Irish cinemas this weekend. So basically what I'm asking you is what's the name of the horror movie that's going to be released in our cinemas this weekend? It's based on a book by Stephen King. Text now SUPER with your name and your details to 53106. That's 53106 at a cost of 30 cent and one of you will win a 400 euro voucher. Um, so many people getting in touch on judging parents. Um, I think it seems to be just a universal experience of being a parent is is being judged. I, I don't know why. David says, I know it's easier said than done, but the only people I ever judge are performers like bands or actors or artists. Anyone who vocally judges parents does so due to their own feelings of inadequacy as a parent. That may well be true. Everyone's kids are different and require different approaches in parenting. And that's from David. Yeah, I think there's something in that. And Amanda is on the line too. Amanda, what do you think? Have you judged? Have you been judged? Where do you stand in all this? Hi, Kira. Um, I'm sure I've been judged, but I certainly judge. Do you? Um, 
yeah, of course I do. I think we all do, no matter how much we try and say that we don't. I especially judge people that feed their toddlers junk, let them look at their screens or their iPads, which you see them in restaurants with iPads. You know, people throwing their kids, young children cans of Coke. It's not because I feel bad about myself. It's not because I feel inadequate as a parent. It's the same way I would judge if I saw you smoking in your car with your child. Your child's not in control of that situation and you are doing something that damages them. Okay. And I, I hear you. And I, I and obviously smoking, I think, in cars now with your children in, in the car is, is illegal. I think it is, isn't it? Five through six. It is. Yeah, I think yep. it is illegal. Um, and cans of Coke. I think most parents don't give cans of Coke largely because their child will be bouncing off the walls between the caffeine and the sugar. Like, you like do a, see plenty of children with sugary drinks. But do you... Wash instead but of water. do you have no sympathy for, for example... The, the frazzled parents who... I'm a frazzled parent. <laughs> no, I don't want to do what's bad for my children and I judge other people but, but, that but, put being frazzled in front of being... But, but hold on, hold on. Hear me out. Do you have no sympathy for the frazzled parent who maybe once a week or not even once a week once a month, once in six months, gets to a cafe or a restaurant in, in the vain attempt or in the vain hope that they might have a, have a cup of coffee with their husband or their partner or their wife or their girlfriend or, or whatever, or their friends. And just for that half an hour or an hour, give the screen to the toddler to try and get a little bit of peace so they can actually have a conversation outside the house that they're not tied to the kitchen sink. I mean, look... Obviously, a child on screens all day, all day is not good. But does it really matter if they're on it for an hour in a restaurant sometimes? I don't want to hear Peppa Pig in a restaurant, do you? <laughs> I never want to hear Peppa Pig, no. to be perfectly I'm, honest, Amanda. No, no I think it, it goes back to everything. The, 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 the world in which we live now has become so detrimental to children. We don't engage them, we don't speak to them, we don't table manners, we don't teach them to interact with people. We're there. You just sit on the screen and do that. I think that that's a time where you should be encouraging your children to sit and talk to you and be out in a social situation. I think absolutely disagree with you. Okay, and and I hear what you're saying, and I, I I can't find fault in what you're saying, except for except for this. I understand what you're saying. You're out with your children, in your social situation, and get. But what if the reason you've gone out is to have a very important conversation with a friend or a, or a partner or whatever, and you just don't want to be home for once, and your children are with you because they're with you twenty four seven, and for this one hour that you're out, you don't want them to be the focus of your attention. There are plenty of places you can take them that's not a screen take them to a park, take them to a soft play, take them somewhere where they can do something that is good for them, physical and enjoyable. So you say, are you saying really that under no circumstances should parents go out for a cup of coffee with each other or with their pals or with anyone else and give their kids their their, their phone or an iPad or whatever I for an hour to, to... Having read the, you know, and you see all the issues, everything that follows from having a screen on social media and you saw the scare on YouTube the other day, all these parents letting their kids on YouTube... And all of a sudden, there are these horrified heads coming up saying, kill people, turn the kettle on, burn your house down. There is nothing good about a screen. So it follows that why would you let your child have a screen? You, you obviously have kids. Do, do, are they? I have two. And they are screen free? Totally. Well, they're allowed television for half an hour on a Saturday and they can pick what they watch. Okay. So but you, you, you have... Yeah, you... I'm not pretending it's easy. <laughs> it's hard. They need entertaining from the minute they wake up in the morning. They do things, they play, they write. It's hard. And I, I didn't always have totally no screens, but I found myself getting into a rut with the screens whereby you turn it on for the thing. And I saw how detrimental it was to my children. So we canned the screen. It, it was, there was a very difficult adjustment period of a couple of weeks, but life is definitely better for it now. I do. Uh, you know, I, tantrums. No, I do agree with you, Amanda. I do agree with you that, 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 
that certainly screen time for children should be limited for a wide variety of reasons. I absolutely agree with you. But I, unlike you, I actually find it hard to judge a parent who was out for an hour, a stolen hour, in in what could be an appalling week. When you see an obese child being given panache, chocolate, squash, anything else that's going to add to that child's obesity and their problems, do you not judge as a doctor? Not as a person, as a doctor. <laughs> Tell me, um, I, I don't know. I, I tend not to sit in judgment on anyone for how they live their lives because it's not really. No, but it's I don't. Child, it's the poor child. You're, you're not the parent. You know, you must. You must think as a doctor. What you take your oath and you should do the best for people and do them. You must look at obese children that are being fed junk and think from the child's perspective to the parent. How could you do that? Well, what I also think is this, though, which is a little bit different than you, is I often think when I see parents out with their children. It's a snapshot. And for all I know, that obese child has some kind of a condition or I don't know anything to do with them. And maybe that's the one pan of chocolate they've had this year. I, I don't think you can really know what someone else's family's dynamic is like just because you've seen them in a cafe. I, 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 I know what you're saying. And I think it's wonderful that you are, are so, I suppose, well-meaning towards your own children and, so, and have high standards and all that. But I just think that you don't, for all you know, that family across the restaurant are sitting there talking about the I'm fact that, that their I'm mother has cancer or whatever and, and, and they want peace for a minute on the screen and with the pan au chocolat. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. No, I, I get that and I get that people deal with different things in different ways. You know, my father has cancer but I don't feed my kids junk or give them screens because of it. I think it's a very, I, I would never say anything to anybody okay. in my head no, no. on radio but no. I think that it's... <laughs> Look, thank you for coming on and I take what you're saying. I don't really disagree with you but, 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 uh, I just uh, anyway look thank I you friends. I have friends that think I am too strict with my children my children are in bed by 7 o'clock every single night of the week okay Please. well look fair. and I have friends that think oh, give them a break let them stay up let them watch something let them do something and I'm like well, that's know, probably true you're, cool, you're probably being judged in reverse by other people um, yet yeah, no completely and I'm cool with that <laughs> I genuinely believe that I am trying to do the best for my children you are right and that's that's what's important look thank you thank you for talking to me I think that's, that's a good thing someone texts and says Kira, as a dad I only ever feel judged by women never by other men I'm sorry I hope I, well I, God I don't know what to say about that and someone else says Kira, I give my autistic child a tablet in a restaurant as that's our life the woman you've just spoken to hasn't a clue about it I'm a bloody great mum doing my best I kind of agree with you. I I do because I've often seen a child thrown an absolute tantrum somewhere and I see the disapproving looks and I see stuff approbation being hurled at the mum or the dad with that child. But my head goes to that child looks to me like maybe there's an issue there that that child maybe is on the spectrum or whatever. And people don't recognise that not every family is the same. size and shape as each other. It doesn't have the same issues. It doesn't have the same problems. And I I, I think the judgment is unhelpful to all of us. Um, Jill is on the line. Jill, you felt judged over your daughter's studying habits. Tell me about that. Yeah. Hi there. Kira. How are you? She's um, grand, grand. She's doing the junior cert. And I kind of just felt I was putting myself and herself under pressure because, um, you know, I just felt she had to be studying every night. And she's just at that age, she's 15, she's just not in studying. She's not yeah. in school big time. It's just not for her at the yeah. moment. And there was just fights. I work full time. I leave the house at half six. I come home at six and then there'll be an hour of arguing why aren't you studying? And I just decided at Christmas just to stop
stop and just to leave her be. She doesn't study. She doesn't study. Um, she goes to the gym. She goes running and she's happy. She's a happy kid. She's happy. Her mental happiness is far more important to me than junior service. So, so I just decided to back away. And, you know, it's, it's better for her and it's better for me. And at the end of the day, it's only the junior cert. You know, it's not the be all and the and end all. Who and who do you think is judging you? Were you judging yourself around this yeah, or were yeah, other people no, judging you? I was judging myself because I felt everyone else's children were studying. And, yeah. you know, and I'd sometimes say, you know, beside the football pitch, oh, such and such is your daughter studying. Say, oh, yeah, yeah, and getting grinds and doing this. And I'd say to Amber, now, of course, she'd say to me, oh, um, no, none of my friends are studying, but they'll always tell you to ask your kids anyhow. But I just decided not even to ask anymore because I just said, look, this is our house. This is what we do. And, you know, and to me, she just wasn't happy. I by putting pressure on her. Yeah. She just wasn't a happy child and I just decided it's not worth it. It's just not worth it and I'm, she's far more happier and she'll get by. She'll course be fine. Course you know, know what, I'm, be in, fine. I'm inclined to agree with you and I also think this that we have to give kids responsibility for making themselves study. They have to be self-starters. I, yes, what I've always said to exactly. my kids is I've done my exams. These are your exams so it's yeah. on you to, to, to study or not as the case may be and yeah. <laughs> maybe that's crap. I don't know. I, I, I'm no better at this no, and, parenting and lark than anyone she, else. Yeah. And she'll go into TY and I think come fifth year she'll be a different child and yeah. she'll have a bit of more understanding of where she wants to go. She'll be back, you know, that year older and I think she'll understand a bit more. But at 15, like, there's just so much going on in their life and so much is changing and I just said, no, I'm not putting her through that or me or the rest of the house. And, I kind of you know, think you're right. We're all far happier. We're all for, and look, whatever it'll be, it'll be, it'll all be forgotten about come September. Once the results are out, we'll deal with it and whatever and we'll get on with it. Only and the juniors hurt lads too, in fairness. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Look, that's I, it. I yeah. think I think you've you've probably walked the right road. Thank you for coming on and talking to me. Although I suspect poor Jill there is judging herself because she she qualified all that with I'm out at work all day. That's why you come home and shout at your kids about studying because you feel bad because you're going oh I'm getting this wrong. I'm not here enough. I, they need you know it's it's we're pressurized. We're killing ourselves with this stuff. Um, very interesting though. The, the, talking about this is the exactly right thing because the division on the text line is massive. Someone says, Kira, we have screen free kids too. I totally support that last quarter. We use books and toys to entertain them. Putting a screen in front of a toddler just isn't right. We should not be promoting support for this. The peace for a minute thing isn't a good enough excuse. But Sinead says, ah, here, <laughs> that judgy lady giving her kids an hour of sc- it was only half an hour, a half an hour of screening on Saturdays. Get a life. Um, so there you go. 53106, what do you think? Are you a judger? Have you been judged? Oh, I don't know what to make of any of it. <laughs>